and welcome back. I am your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. I'm trying this new thing out that I got and I'm not really sure how this is going to go. We will see. I am testing this new monitor out and I can't tell if I'm super loud or not. So I'm just trying to like move it to where it might not be so loud. Okay, so I'm also gonna test some things. Right now I have a microphone that is, I want to call it like the ongoing mic. Oh goodness gracious, I took the thing off without even trying. My bad. I was trying to see what was on this little puffer. Sorry. Um... Okay, so that was really awkward. Let me give this a test. So I have this cool little book that a relative of mine gave me. It says, All God's Creatures. Like I said, I'm not 100% super religious, but I'm not, not, I'm not really sure what I am. But I do love talking about animals on here. Uh, what happened? Wild animals have developed a variety of strategies to help them survive. Observe winter conditions such as frigid temperatures, snow and ice, and a scarce of food. Some hide food stashes in preparation for the cold months. For the cold months. Some migrate to warm climates and others hibernate and a means of lowering their metabolisms to convert energy and store fat. Hibernating is not the same thing as sleeping. These animals enter an extended state of troprod decreased psychological activity. I'm not really sure if I'm saying this right. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, I'm trying. <laughs> really, I am. Their body temperature drops and their breaths, breathing, and heart rate slow, often dramatic. And Arctic round squirrel temperature can fall to 27 degrees Fahrenheit, and a bat's heart rate can slow from hundreds of beats to per minute to just 11. The heart rate of a hibernating wood frog eventually stops beating. Dang, I am surprised by that. What is going on though? Okay, I'm so confused. It says you're recording, but you're not. Okay. Now you're recording again. I have no idea what is going on with this thing. Okay. Which animal do it and how? Do it and how? Bears are probably the first to think of when it comes to hibernation. Oh, hibernation. <laughs> My brain is so tired. I was like, do it and how? I guess it meant hibernation. I was thinking like sleep because they were talking about the big sleep and then... I was also trying to figure out this thing. I was like, wait, do it. And then I was looking over here. I was looking at like, cheers. My brain is so everywhere, sorry. Okay, let's test this.
pandas. The bamboo bear. It was once thought that the giant panda might be related to the raccoon. However, scientists have since proven that it is a member of the bear family. The giant panda is officially classed as a carnivore, meat eater, though its diet is more likely that of an omnivore, plant eater. The vast variety of a giant panda's diet consists of bamboo due to an effective dissative system. They need to eat large qualities to get the nutrients they need. A giant panda can spend 14 hours a day eating and will typically eat 11 to 18 kg in one day. 99% of this bamboo. But they will also eat fish, eggs, and small animals if the opportunity arises. In the wild, giant pandas are territorial and generally solitary animals. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a Hi there! Hey there! I put voiceover on. I don't know if this will work or not. Voiceover on? Now it's blinking. Okay, I think I freaked it out. I'm sorry, I was just trying to do voiceover. I wanted to do voiceover, that's all. I'm so sorry. Okay. This is just kind of a tester of hibernation with this new thing, I hope. Okay, I want to see if this actually did anything to my voice or if it just sounds the same. Okay, I'm turning the echo up, turning the mic a little down, echo up, mic down. It doesn't need to be that down, but I'm trying to do voiceover. Testing, testing, is this working? Is this louder? Oh gosh. Mic all the way down? Mic too far down? No, mic better? I'm a little confused. Hang on. Do choose. Dressing for cotillion. Do choose unusual accessories. Statement rings, bows, brooches, chains, and belts can all pair nicely with an evening gown. Don't be afraid to be bold. Nothing makes a statement like a bright color. 
Do coordinate with your date. Choose patterns, colors, and fabrics that complement each other. Don't wait until the last minute to commission your dress. Designers may be booked up to the two months in advance. Do consider having a custom purse design. A stunning purse or clutch can complete your look. Don't forget to decide on a hairstyle. Different gowns can call for different looks and a good stylist can point you in the right direction. <clears throat> Scraps. Scraps and just and beautiful are a symbol of design and fate. They will come to you when the path ahead is split and there is a choice to make. Journey on, travel, but know your next step must be filled with intention for the path you choose will forever change your destiny. Mel, how's your mom doing? Does she like being a lizard? A few times I've caught her pacing a few times I've I've caught her panic pinching her cage planting but other than that she's pretty mellow. Her mom's a wizard, which I think is kind of funny. So, okay, wizard mom. Being capable of the road team is no joke. We've been practicing every day after school, and I'm still learning new techniques. Yesterday, a kid from Smurwood. Forrest did a wicked lunge at me and I ducked and threw my shield up just in time to block him. It's a real change from life on the aisle. There weren't really men, any teams. There wasn't anyone watching your back. It was every villain for them, for himself. I'm with Evie. I have to admit, Oridon has some define pleasures. Maybe it's not perfect, but it's close. I'm glad you guys are happy here. Does that mean you're not, Mel? A spell for a feast. A single grape. An uncooked tack cake. A pot of porridge, cold and wet. Turn the ordinary into the extraordinary. Make your most impressive meal yet. In a large bowl of white marble, set down a morsel of food. Covered with a cloth over from the hair of a stallion? Italian. And enchant these words. And enchant these words. In a large bowl. So, in all the cotillion chaos, I totally forgot that Ben and I made a plan to go to the Enchanted Lake. I guess I promised to make him a feast, and we were defining going on Thursday, which is apparently today. And don't forget, you have another fitting for your cotillion dress at 5 p.m. sharp. Don't be late. There are already a dozen girls waiting outside, but you know the 
designer. And if she absolutely has to, she can sneak you in first. Uh, I searched through the sashes of snacks I kept under my bed, and all I have is a jar of peanut butter, three packets of jelly, and two slices of day-old bread. Evie donated a cookie to my cause, but it looks pretty pathetic, even when I put it all together on a fancy plate. It's not a feast, not even close. I ran as fast as I could to the dining hall, but I got there just in time to see them lock the doors. It won't open again until dinner time. I know I shouldn't be using my spell book in Oridon. I do know that, but I just flipped through the pages and I happened to upon this spell and I really could use a little help right now. Would it be so terrible? If I turned this measly morsels into something more impressive, maybe a rack of lamb or a creme brulee, what Ben doesn't know won't hurt him, right? Okay. Simply, sim sample to save, desiccate to divine, transform this dish into a delicate feast, and let us Dine together in glory. The Lady's Guide to Setting the Table Water Glass Goblet Salad Plate Napkin Salad Fork Dinner Fork Dinner Plate Dinner Knife Soup Spoon Dessert Spoon Barring Picnic Basket from Jane Note to Self Do Not Forget the Dessert Spoon it's an even-numbered day, Mel. What did that handsome king give you? A goose that laid golden eggs? Magic beans? Am I the only person who didn't realize Ben gets me presents every other day on just the even ones? How did I not notice? Don't dodge the question. What did he get you? A purple vessel. What? Way to burrow the level. Borrow. What? Way to borrow the lead. That's so cool. You have to take me for a ride. Am I the only one who didn't realize that Ben gets me presents every other day on just the even ones? How did I not notice? The craziest thing happened at our O-A-R practice today. We were doing some sword fighting exercises, but then it turned into this pretty intense sparring battle between me and this one other kid. Everyone was watching, so finally I leaned in using this move I used a hundred times on the aisle. It works to disarm even the best swordsmen, but they blocked it and jabbed back. This was one of the best swordsmen I've ever fought against, except it wasn't a swordsman, it was a swordswoman. It was Lonnie. Apparently she wanted to join the team for a while now, and since Ben had to drop out because of his kingly duties, she figured there was a spot. But Chad said the rules are the rules. The <coughs> team is made up of captain and eight men. I know coach trusts me to lead the team, and I have to follow the tr 
the rules, but she was seriously good. I was there. I saw it. With just the flick of her sword, she tossed Jay's sword across the floor. It was like three seconds before he was totally defenseless. He didn't stand a chance. Thanks for reminding me, Carlos. I thought you might want to see this, Jay. Tips for watching fen wa watching fencing. Supper Okay. S P E C T A T O R's accepted to stay in the background while the competitors fence. At no time is one allowed to criticize the officials or attempt to influence the t them in any way. The best angle to watch about from is 45 degrees from playing the area. I wonder how any how annoyed Lonnie would be if she saw this. Rule 6. From the ROAR rulebook, a team is composed of a captain and eight men. Too bad you can't break the rules in Ordon. Lonnie was fierce. Black cats, brown dogs. There is no better companion for a lady, for a lonely witch or wizard than a black cat. Slay an algae. Okay, then there's this other one. Brown dog. A borrowing of head luck to f all those who do not compare with its taste. And then she changed it to brown dog. There's no better companion for a lonely witcher wizard than a brown dog. Asking Jane to cotillion take two. I saw her walking past R-O-A-R practice today and I ran to catch up. She was talking about cotillion, all the work she had to do for the planning committee. So it seemed like the perfect time to ask her Dude was right there, and he started whining to get me to stay to say something, but I don't know. I just choked. I couldn't do it. Then she got this text and said something about party favors, and poof, she was gone. I don't know if I'll ever feel brave enough to ask her. It seems like Jane only sees me as a friend. That's it. Not a guy she would want to go out with. I should probably just... Get used to the idea of going to Cotillion alone. Seriously, I tell dude everything. Glad the little man can keep a secret. Don't despair, Carlos. You can do it. I believe in you. You just need to show her how you really feel. How do I get out of the friend zone? Just to impress, make sure you look handsome and sharp whenever you run into your crush. Evie's four hearts can help with this. Be genuine and sweet. Work hard at school. Jane studies as much as I do, and she's going to want to be with someone who loves learning new things and has a passion for different subjects. Make a grand gesture. This can be a bringing your crush flowers, making them a mix of songs you think you'd, they'd like, and asking them on a romantic horse and buggy ride, show an interest in things your crush is interested in. If she loves dancing, join the dance team. Be yourself. Don't try to be someone you're not. It's 
really important to stay true to yourself even if it's tempting not to. I think just show your crush who you are. That's the hardest thing to do sometimes. Just ask her out. Do it. Stop being so scared. <laughs> Jay. And we can stop there for now. That is what we have read in Mel's spellbook so far. Which is super interesting, and I hope you all have a great and wonderful weekend. Bye for now. Over and out. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor. Ad break. Ad break. Ad break. Ad break. Sponsor. 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 And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a... animals you think of when it comes to hibernation because they are easily re-roused though some scientists don't consider them true hibernators. Skunks fall into the category too. Small mammals such as germice are the most tropical hibernators. This is because their little bodies make it more difficult for them to stay warm in cold weather. Other mammals that lie dormant are chipmunks, hedgehogs, and groundhogs. Bumblebees hibernate, but only the queen bee who digs a hole in the ground and stays there until spring arrives. Some snake, snakes sleep through the winter. With hundreds together to share body heat. Bats huddle together in caves. Box turtles hibernate in underground burrows. And wood frogs cozy up in hollow logs or leaf piles. Hibernating animals are usually well hidden. If you come upon one, it's important not to disturb it. Waking up from hibernation requires a lot of energy. Don't deplete hibernating animals of that energy, which is essential for their survival. On cold, dark days, are you tempted to curl up for a long winter's nap? Some animals do that, but for them, it's critical. Here's what you need to know about hibernation and creatures that do it. Hibernation is an amazing adaptation 
allowing animals to survive without damage to their body system. Understanding how that's possible can give scientists insight into human conditions. We can learn how cells survive very cold temperatures, enabling doctors to better preserve human tissue. For transplant, we can get clues for treating muscle disorder and degenerative bone disease since hibernation don't exercise muscle and bone deterioration. Studying hibernation can also help us better understand N-E-U-R-O-D-G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-V disease. Research shows that a particular protein associated with A-L-Z-H-E-I-M-E-R disease is renewed in the brain cell of some hibernating animals such as squirrels during their deep sleep. That leads to the question, could people hibernate? Most scientists say no, but ever since LEM bloomers were discovered to do, some experts have, however, if a human hibernates like state is possible because bloomers are permitted that are genealogically similar to us. For now, though, if you need to consider some energy this winter, nap will do. Um, this article is written by Peggy Frosten. Because these are article pages that I found. Well, it's in this book that he gave me. And it's actually very interesting. Okay, I'm going to try a different headset next. And then we're going to see what else we can do with this thing. And I have to stop you. And welcome. I am your host, the Anime. And today we will be talking about animals from Canada. Beaver. The beaver is not only one of Canada's most magnificent creatures, but it's also the largest rodent in North America. Beavers have a distinct flat tail, powerful jaws, and a charl-shaped in steerier teeth, ideal for biting through tree trunks and branches. Known for their productivity, we say busy as a beaver for a reason, and the virtual role they play in maintaining the health of freshwater ecosystem beavers have earned the monk-like nature energy engineer moose mooses are the largest member of the deer family standing up to 1.8 meters tall from shoulder to hoof and weigh an impressive 36 to 75 kilometers Males, called bulls, are typically larger than females and immediately recognizable by their huge antlers, which can span 1.5 meters. Mooses are extremely powerful and could travel over almost an entire, making them a widespread species. Through Canada's border, 
force. Through Canada's border forest and the wetlands, mooses are also strong swimmers. Sometimes diving several meters to feed on plants and the bottom of lakes. Polar bears. strong sense of smell and use their forked tongues to pick up scent from two different directions. An ostrich's eyes is about the size of billboard ball, which is bigger than its brain. Hippopotamuses make their own sunscreen. They sweat a red and orange pigment that acts as natural protection from UV rays. Okay, who sloths? Despite their reputation as being slow sloths, are strong swimmers moving about three times faster in the water than they do on land. Chickens are one of the closest living relatives to the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay, I need to look into that because that is actually surprising me. Each of the ma more, okay. Each of more than 2,000 different firefly species make its own unique pattern of light flashes. This book is kind of interesting. Special race to remember our companions. Uh, let's see, the nose, oh, I know. Here's a cute little story. That's, where is it? The kitten that adopted me. Okay, I thought this was adorable. I've been around 
cats and I've never been around cats until a gray tiger striped stray with striking green eyes showed up on my front porch. Her swollen belly indicated that we were about to be joined by a few feline friends and her little litter was soon meowing from my neighbor's bushes. After a few weeks, the cat's family moved to our yard and every morning I rushed to the front door to greet it by curious line of adorable kittens loudly demanding their breakfast. They were weaned in our garage and when the weather turned chilly, they encroached upon our family living room. Our big golden retriever Lily tiptoed gently around the fragile kittens, not minding their intrusion nearly as much as my husband did. A local pet supply store offered discount medical treatment for strays, so we made certain that each kitten was properly cared for before finding them homes. One by one, they were calmed by their new felines when a caller inquired whether the gray kitten was called Stone. Was still available? Tears well in my eyes. With a deep sigh of reservation, my husband recognized that I had fallen head over heels in love with Stone and welcomed the kitten into our home. Many years later, Stone is still quite dramatic. Every morning until he's fed, he drinks from the spigot, playful stalks our dog, and makes biscuits on my lap before settling in for a cuddle each evening. This little stray has brought our family so much joy, I can't help but wonder what would have missed had we not answered the meow at our front door. Amy Lively. Spider Mom is another one. So a couple others that they have in here, which I will totally read some, and if some of them are a little depressing, I'm sorry. Because some might be, um, you know, sad, some could be happy. Okay, ways we can remember our companion. I was on an early morning walk with my husband, Cece, when a tiny white kitten darted into the road and sat just a few feet in front of us. I scooped her up, put her in my sweat, sweater pocket, and took her home. That was over 40 years ago, and I can still recall how certain I felt that she was meant to be mine. Miss White was a mellow cat, counted to purr in my lap or soak up attention from anyone who came into our family flower shop. A few years later, Cece passed away and Miss White came to mean even more to me. Cece and I had found her together. She was my last link to him. I was heartbroken when she died at age 13. I've been an artist my entire life so it felt natural to paint a portrait in her memory. This piece featuring Mrs. White in her youth and adulthood made me feel as if she was still with me. Since then, I've painted any memorial pet portrait for other people. I hope the painting helps them get through their loss. The way this one helped me mourn my sweet girl, who I imagine is in heaven purring in Cece's lap, 
Teresa Morgan, New York. The nose, nose. Dogs have pre-emission, we all know, about our pets' extraordinary powers. We'll talk about more of that later on. It is nine o'clock, I have to go. Hope y'all have a great and wonderful weekend. I know this is gonna be a day late, so I'm sorry about that, but I ran out of time. Bye for now. Don't forget to always ask a parent or guardian before watching, buying, doing, or listening to anything. And remember that I do my best to fact check and research what I can about this information. So hopefully this information isn't misleading, but I cannot guarantee 100% of it is accurate. I do my best to try and get 100%. So I hope you all have a great and wonderful week. And I hope you all enjoyed my podcast this weekend. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about it. Also, I hope you all enjoyed this educationally fun podcast. You could check out my Gummy Bears pod YouTube channel as well. And now I'm going to say over and out. See you next time. I hope. Love you all. Heart my fans.